This podcast is sponsored by Smart Music, found at smartmusic.com forward slash marching. First year band director Bill Summers had a very successful marching season, but as we all know, things just get busier when the season is over. On this episode of the first year series, Bill talks about starting a jazz band class, choosing literature for concert festival, and spending a lot of time planning the rest of the year and the next marching season. The kids, they're always asking, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. And, you know, what kind of music have you picked out? What's the visual concept like? What are the, what's the guard going to be doing? You know, all these different things. And so, you know, it puts the pressure on me, but I, you know, it's, it's fun. I like, I like to, you know, they, they keep me honest. They keep me thinking about the things that I, that I need to be thinking about at least over the next few months. Bill also talks about how he uses the smart music program to make his rehearsal time and individual evaluation time more efficient. I think that's the key word right there is efficiency. I just, I've, the smart music has just enabled me to be much more efficient in the way that I, uh, give those tests out to the students, especially in my higher numbered classes. Life after marching season on this episode of the first year series. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Music, found at smartmusic.com forward slash marching. Have you ever heard the excuse, but I could play it when I was at home? Well, not anymore. Smart Music is the best way to keep your membership accountable. It allows the director to assign musical phrases between rehearsals and electronically receive audio files of their students' best takes. This allows for both self-assessment by the student and personalized feedback from a teacher. Learn more at smartmusic.com forward slash marching. Practice at home, perform at rehearsal. Okay, I'm here with Bill Summers from Boyle County High School. We've had a nice Christmas holiday. Did you have a Merry Christmas, Bill? I sure did. It was very relaxing, and I'm ready to get going again. Excellent. I'm very sure, though, at some point during that that holiday season, you probably had to do some things related to your job, right? Of course. I think every band director plans just a little bit over their holiday break. Well, tell us a little bit about the gory details, if you don't mind. Uh, so over over the Christmas break, some of the things I've been doing have been mostly related to the upcoming weeks, trying to get um, some literature together for, for concert band season, um, things like that. I'm starting to get into the, the very early planning stages of marching band in the fall, so I'm starting to think about that as well and just potential concert dates for the spring. And I've got a new class this semester. I've got a jazz band, so I'm, I'm trying to pick out literature for that, too. So overall, it's been a pretty busy uh, couple of weeks just you know, just in planning by itself. Sounds like it. Let me ask you about the, uh, the new jazz program. What inspired you to do that? Well, that's something that my predecessor did, and that's been kind of passed on to me. But it's it's a relatively small group. I've got about uh, about ten students in there, and a lot of them are beginners at jazz, which is totally fine. And so, what we're going to do is we're just going to basically start from the beginning and just uh, work on some, you know, very very non-threatening charts and just you know talk about style and just make 
sure that we do it right, right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited that you're doing that. I um, have written a couple of journal articles about why it would be in a band director's best interest to start a jazz program, even if they themselves weren't a jazzer. I think it's one of the most effective chamber groups you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. And it just does so much. You talk about rhythmic reading, your kids will get better at that, and those players will positively influence the rest of the ensemble. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool thing. Is it actually a class? It is a class. I have it fifth period. So it's right after my concert band meets my high school class. Can kids be in both? Yes. Well, I'm just impressed that you would be able to even have the opportunity to have a class that you could get kids to actually be in, let alone have students that are in both classes. Well, from what I understand, it's kind of a hit or miss because I know this. I know last year they had a they had a lot of kids in it. It was probably they probably it probably had twenty five people or so in the in the jazz band, so it was really large. But this year, uh, there's been some schedule conflicts. Some AP classes meet during that time, and so right. So it's a smaller group this year, but um, we've been having a lot of fun in there, and we're, we're really enjoying ourselves. Great, I'm sure that. Uh... You'll get a lot of mileage out of that. And, of course, the, the community likes it for performances. That's one of the ensembles they, they, they can relate to the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're back in school now. Snow's on the ground. So what are you looking at? <laughs> well, right now what I'm doing is I'm just I'm trying to figure out when the best time to have the spring concert would be. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that out of the way. And at the same time also try to... I guess, filter out some literature that I may want to do for our concert band festival in March for my middle school and high school groups. I plan on taking both both to have them assessed. I think that's a good thing. Excellent. So, so that's, yeah. that's a state-level assessment festival? Yes. Great. Uh, just out of curiosity, since it's inconsistent among the different state organizations, does, does your festival have a sight-reading component? It sure does. Excellent. That's even better. Well, that, that'll keep you busy for a while, won't it? But is it March? Yeah, it's March. Yeah, so you're pretty much getting ready to get centered on the target. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you use method books or anything else other than the, the literature in, in your classes? Yes. What do you for, use? Uh, for my, well, for my middle school groups, I use uh, the, the, the Pearson Standard of Excellence uh-huh. series. Right. And that seems to work really well for the etudes. And then for my high school group, what I've been doing is um, I've been, based on the literature we've been doing, I've been writing these short sight-reading etudes that we've been working on to try and, I guess, ante up our sight-reading skill just so that we're not so shocked when we go in the room and we see, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Well, I tell you, it took me a while to learn this, so I'll share. Um for for kids that age, the the process is as important as the skill. So we we eventually got to the point where we would actually imitate the process. As a matter of fact, with the high school bands, I'd have the top two bands at Sumter. We would actually do the procedure on stage at the prep concert for the audience. And you talk about putting pressure on those students because they're out there in front of their friends and their parents sight reading a piece of music and going through that procedure. But the audience loved it because they, you know, they're all, we take it for granted, but they were just so inquisitive about what happens when we go behind those closed doors. Right, right. 
So that's, that's just, I'll just throw that out there because it took me a few years. Now, I, I don't want to digress, but something that you said earlier brought up a, something that I'm pretty interested in, and that's that you're starting your work on your next year's marching band show. Yes. yes. I, I never did. Of 18 years of running my own high school band, I never did figure out the best time to do that. It was odd. I could never make myself do it christmas because we were just finishing up the year before and if i procrastinated until the end of school then i was just so tired and worn out and the students were always excited and they come up and say okay what are we doing next fall and i'd be like oh i don't know uh-huh so you're certainly to be commended to to be thinking about it in advance and of course with people writing drill and writing music if you don't get in line pretty early you're kind of out, out right right Right. And it's just one of those things. I've been just asking around, trying to figure out when most people start that. And I've been getting a variety of different answers, but, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. I was just thinking, maybe that's some, some survey we ought to do on Roundtable is, is asked, because that's another one of those things that I don't think gets discussed much. But to tell you the truth, that's really important. It is. It is. You know, and the kids, they're always asking, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. And... You know, what kind of music have you picked out? What's the visual concept like? What are the, what's the guard going to be doing? You know, all these different things. And so, you know, it puts the pressure on me, but I, you know, it's, it's fun. I like, I like to, you know, they, they keep me honest. They keep me thinking about the things that, <laughs> that I need to be thinking about at least over the next few months. <laughs> oh, that's very, very cool. Now, are you going to have any chance to work with the, the smart music uh, material? Yes. Um, so what I think, I think smart music is really, it's a really great program. And one of the, one of the things that I think is really neat about it is that you can use it as an assessment tool. Um, tell us about that. So what we've been using it for mostly is, you know, especially my, my larger middle school classes, you know, I've got like 30, 40 kids in those classes. Right. And with mixed instruments, right? Yeah. With mixed instruments into it. And one of the problems I've been running into before I had smart music was just it takes such a long time to assess kids. You know, what I, what I'd been doing is I'd just, I'd been doing like a live assessment right there. I just, you know, right. I'd go down, I'd go down the road, they'd play the, you know, they'd play the A2 out of the book, you know, that I had assigned, but it would take, it would take forever. It would take almost two complete class periods to get through everybody. Right. And it would, it would interrupt rehearsals and, you know, it's just, just, you know, I feel like that the, there must be a better way to do it. And I found, I found through those assessment tools on smart music, what I can do is I can just have each student, you know, go in to the computer room one at a time and just have them play their test into the microphone. And, you know, the program records it so I can go back and listen to it later. But the computer also assesses them, you know, based on their rhythm and, and, uh, the correct notes. And you know that helps me also. So the, the mechanical properties of the the performance, basically. Yes. And so, do you go through then? I, I imagine and listen to them and, and evaluate musicianship. Right. That is just so cool. I I just can't imagine what that would have been like. I was thinking one of my last years in teaching high school, and actually it has to do with solo and ensemble. We had just under three hundred acts, and of course, me, I made this rule that I had to hear each one at least once, preferably once early in the in the process and once late. And it's just like life stopped. 
You know, mm-hmm. you talk about taking up those class times for, for these one-at-a-time tests. With the younger kids, man, they can't sit there for two days. I mean, it causes all kinds of disruption, and it's just, you know. Plus, I, I, your students may not be like this, but there would always be these games played to see who could go on the second day so that they would have an extra day to practice. Right. So this this just sounds like this opportunity just opens up a whole new world of effectiveness and at the same time being more efficient in terms of use of class time. I think that's the key word right there is efficiency. I just, the smart music has just enabled me to be much more efficient in the way that I uh, give those tests out to the students, especially in my higher numbered classes. You know, that way we, you know, we don't have as much disruption. We don't, um, waste as much class time just going through one at a time because like you said the kids don't want to sit there for very long before they get bored they start talking they get on their ipods and you know it's just yep. it gets real chaotic real quick yeah I, I can imagine that well i don't have to imagine it i've experienced that <laughs> all right is there is there any uh ability or potential with with the program to do things related to your actual performance literature there is, and I'm still looking into some of those components. But right now, the the, the immediate benefit I'm seeing right now is just and just the assessment tools just yeah. save me so much time in class. Yeah, I just think that's amazing. Yeah. That ranks right up there with the first time I remember that we had computerized drill charts to give to the kids in marching band. And all of a sudden, life got quicker and easier. It was amazing. I can't imagine trying to do that all that by hand. <laughs> Well, I tell this story to music ed students, and they think I'm just making it up for the fact. But I took 183 students to a band camp in North Carolina. This is a shout-out to the Richmond Senior High School Marching Band. This was in the late 70s, early 80s, before you were born. And I had those students to sit over off the sideline at the practice field. And then I said, okay, trumpets, come here. I had nothing on paper. I wouldn't do that now. Of course, the, you know, the demands of design are much greater than they were then. But I can't imagine, I couldn't sleep at night. You know, it was, I mean, just sometimes there'd be little sketch scores on a piece of paper. And of course, people that are old fossils like me, they can relate to that. But just the advancement in the tech, uh, the technical aspects of it alone is just, just kind of ridiculous. So what else is in your life right now professionally? Well, I am. Um... Uh, the past few weeks we've been, I've been getting together with my booster, my boosters, and we've been going through our budgetary process for the next year. Right. And so. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? Uh, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it would be very stressful. It's, it's extremely stressful. And, uh, one of the, one of the, the things that is difficult is not only do we have to figure out our, our, our own budgetary process for the, for the boosters, but I also have to figure out how much, you know, school support I'm going to get. Right. And sometimes, um, the two numbers don't match up with what we're wanting. Right. Oh yeah. Do you, do you get your school budget at a, well, I can't ask you this question. This is your first year. I'm sorry. What I was going to ask you, if you get your school budget at a consistent time every year, because in my experience, sometimes it would be, uh, right after Christmas, sometimes it'd be right at the end of school. That makes a big difference in your planning. Yeah, and I'm still kind of learning when when that's going to be. But right, 
you know, and which is, it, it's a little frustrating because we do ours so early, but you know, uh, we'll deal with that as time goes on. Right. Well, I guess everything's a process, but that, that certainly is an important one. And I think for new band directors, one of the things that you can certainly consider is just what Bill just said. Um, so often you're on a tightrope trying to balance your two major sources of income, your, your booster club in your school district and going back and forth and trying to, to make ends meet. Uh, properly, you know, budgets are up and down, certainly in public schools these days. They've always been that way. And, and the same is true with the resources of the band booster club. So, right, sometimes when you think you just, you've taken a couple of steps forward and now it's time to add these activities and do these things, there's no money. <laughs> so, yeah. So that can be a really scary thing. On the next episode of the first year series, we continue to talk about life after marching season. Bill talks about taking students to clinics, performing with the basketball pep band, and more on planning for the next year's marching season. Thanks again to our sponsor, Smart Music, found at smartmusic.com forward slash marching. Thanks to our editor, Aaron Osborne. And thanks again to Bill Summers for sharing his experiences with us.